Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, March 21. My name is Kat Ernst and for the next 30 minutes, it's all things Greyhound Racing here on Sky Sports Radio. Uh, it's been a big week in Greyhound Racing. Of course, it get, just gets hotter from here on in. The Golden Easter Egg Series kicks off this Saturday night. Last Friday, however, was the running of the Group 2 Maitland Cup, won by Lend Me Dad for the Maddox family. Unfortunately, uh, connections weren't able to come on the show, but a terrific win there by Lend Me Dad in sub-25 seconds, defeating Vamoose. Uh, but we're going to skip ahead first of all on the show today to Saturday night and the Country Classic, won by Showman Jack. Bender change, she left well, but out fast, wide out is Hiley Bale. And the Victorian carved over to lead down to the judge from Jackpot Jones. Third, Showman Jack. And fourth is Nangar Rocket. There, followed by Valabale. Well back is Bender Jane, Grim Madara, and Tanya keeping down the back straight. And it's Hiley Bale who leads by three. Showman Jack starting to close strongly. They're clear of Jackpot Jones. And then Nangar Rocket up at the home turn. It's still Hiley Bale, three quarters. Showman Jack's throwing out a big challenge. Showman Jack's moved up, taken the lead. Showman Jack's won the country classic and beaten Eileen Bale. Photo third, maybe Jackpot Joan. A sensational win there by Showman Jack in the country classic, the second edition of that race. And we're now joined by his trainer, John Smart. Johnny, good morning to you. Hello. Hello. I'm, right. Yeah, I'm tipping I'm not as good as you. So has it sunk in yet? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's sunk in. Getting here. Going back and singles this this in that race. Unbelievable. Just got a, a bit of a bad line there with you, Johnny, but we'll try and push through it. Um I guess for our listeners. Are you there, yeah, um might be having a few technical issues with Johnny. We might take a quick break and we'll try and get him back. Quality yearlings and the country's best incentives make the Magic Millions Gold Coast March Yearling Sale a must-attend, March 20 and 21. All yearlings are eligible for the Million Dollar Plus Magic Millions Race Series, rising to over $20 million in two years' time. Buy the next Queensland-bred star like Jonka, Capitalist and Zoostar. This year's catalogue offers 388 lots with progeny by 80 individual sires, including 44 by local sire sensation Better Than Red. For more information and to view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com. The 2023 Commercial Club Albury Gold Cup Carnival is on the 23rd and 24th of March. Experience one of the great Country Cup Carnivals with prize money of 825000 and great racing including the Norton Development Group Flatnacker. Enjoy the unique experience this region has to offer. Don't miss the traditional Calcutta on Cup Eve or Queen Forever Live on the main stage after the Cup. For more info on tickets and hospitality packages, go to albryracing.com.au. Sometimes footy is everything. Six again! Sometimes footy, band practice, trips to the zoo and your nan's birthday is everything. Is it my birthday again? So whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with KO. Whenever sport is everything. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Take two back with Going Greyhounds and we think we've got Johnny back on the line. Johnny, good morning to you. How are you, Ella? Yeah, that's mu- that's much better. Uh, first of all, has it sunk in yet? Yeah, it's sort of slowly sinking in. Um, yeah, when you called that race, it sort of put chisels through me back, you know what I mean? It, my hair stuck up. And uh, it's a good feeling. It's unbelievable. I'll pull one off. Your wife, Julie, put him in the boxes the other night and you were standing in the catching pen. Talk us through your emotions during the race. 
I was the rest of them were right out the catching pen. I'd stand between the four hundred meter box so I could see if he'd you know, like jump and that. And when he jumped well, like he was he pushed his way into second, he went past me um he was second. I was saying to myself, you know, oh, that's good, keep going, you there's thirty thousand, you know. There's even if you run further, there's fifteen and I was looking around the back there and around me between the 600 and the 500 he started gaining and picking her up and then down the straight he's um just overtook and oh, i didn't know <laughs> i lost my voice there for a while yelling and um unbelievable feeling unbelievable this time Unreal. this time last week i was on my way out to your place to have a chat uh for an interview yeah. on the morning line and you spoke about how you came to get this bloke it was through a pup deal for his mum and that series of events has really changed your life now. Can you tell everyone that story? Yeah, Preston Rolls um, said to me, like, we didn't have money. We were, you know, couldn't go out and buy a pup. We paying the mortgage, sort of struggling in there a little bit. And uh, Preston said, well, you rare them and you can have the pick of the litter. And, you know, I had them when I was, uh, I think, 10 weeks old. So they were 10 weeks old and at 14 months old, Preston said, it's your turn to have a choice which one you want. And I said, oh, I'll take the bitch. And that was Lovelace and the other one was Blue Revolver. And he sent him down to Melbourne. He kept on winning nonstop. He would run second to Fernando Bale about three times. He ran third in the Golden East League. And I said, oh, I don't think I took the right move. And anyway... um. We went up to Queensland, I come back and a bloke had him, I had, had Lovelace and couldn't get it going and then I said, listen, I'll have a go at her. And then I won six straight with her and she, uh, I think she ran second in the Brisbane Cup, third in the Brisbane Cup, um, heaps of good races, you know, at Wendy and that. No, she was real good to us and then we eventually bred and we had the first litter was Louis Wontong, Ola Lovelace, Joabi Sue. They were good handy dogs, you know, good bread and butter dogs. And um, the third, second litter was, they were handy. They, were, they went to Brisbane. They won a fair few. And the third litter is the Fernandos. They're, um, they're real good. And he's looked like being pretty special from the get-go, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, since we've broken in. And, you know, you know when you've got a good dog, you know, they just, they run time, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, he's been real good to us. And just meeting the dog, I think he knows he's a little bit of something special, doesn't he? Oh, he does, he does. He's um, he's with me now. I just went and got him checked. Everything's real good. He's, um, when we're driving along, he puts his head between me on my shoulder and <laughs> gives me a leak. He's something different. He's a, He knows he's good. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's um, unbelievable. When we spoke on Saturday night, you were a little bit undecided what you were going to do with him, whether you push onto the 700 now or you freshen him up and drop him back and have a crack at the Easter egg. Have you made up your mind? Yeah, I have. I'm going to the Easter egg. And then probably after the Easter egg, there's that Newcastle Cup race up there. I'll um, give him a crack at that over the 700 and see how we go from there. 
We saw last year Fantastic Raven made the final of the Country Classic and then she came out and ran third in the Golden Easter Egg. So there's a good form line there and your fella has oh, a love affair with Wenny, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he loves Wenny. He knows it off the back of his head. Yeah. Just got to get it. He loves inside, you know. When he draws the inside, Ali's sort of, um, he's a different dog, you know what I mean? He likes to push the dogs out outside. He's a little bit wary of them. He's had one fall there. And he's a little bit, you know, a bit wary of it. But inside, he's a different dog. We're all keenly awaiting the box draw for the Golden Easter oh, yeah. Heats, which will come out a little bit later today. But just, um, yeah. I guess you've got the monkey off the back now. Um, yeah. What kind of a thrill would it be to progress through the Easter Egg series and potentially, well, even make the final? And no doubt it would be life-changing for you and your wife, Julie. Oh, for sure, for sure. It'd be unreal. It'd be good. I've been offered, I got offered big money for him and I knocked it back. Now I've made that limit. There's no pressure on me now. Um, we can just enjoy it, enjoy the ride. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully it's a long way from over for you guys. Johnny Smart, thanks for joining us on Going Greyhounds. Thank you. That was John Smart, who had Showman Jack winning the Country Classic on Saturday night. A quick break and we'll be back to chat the Easter egg. Is your business recruiting? Nova Employment has over 1,500 people with diverse abilities ready to make a positive difference in your workplace. Nova has an unbeatable track record of success. I'm Karen Lebsamt, CEO and co-founder of Courage on Kitchen. Developing a relationship with Nova Employment as your supplier is a very valuable tool you can grow your business with. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier dis- Disability Employment Service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. Owning a dog or cat is special. The joy they bring, the love they give. Responsible and caring breeders, like Dogs New South Wales members, give their dogs special care. These breeders preserve their breeds and breed beautiful, healthy puppies that become loved family members for many homes. However, the Animal Justice Party wants to stop you owning a dog or cat or any animal. That is just so wrong. Don't let them take pet ownership away from you. Make your vote count at this election. Put the Animal Justice Party last. Written, spoken and authorised by Jay Hutchison Lang Warren. Brad Gray here with the latest market mover, skyracing.com.au. It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing cotton's. There's breaking news and insights. Plus, catch all your favourite shows and the latest podcasts on demand wherever you are. And the best part, it's 100% free. So, get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Making the egg final for 2002. Ready, set, racing. Mint Mojo and Molly's Osti flew out of the box as well away. Gypsy D. Lass, Carlisle Jack. They were followed by Tommy Hand, Modern Assassin, making ground as Magic Hand in the centre. And the tail end of Gypsy D. Lass with Rich Hand down the back. Mint Mojo and Carlisle Jack bumping. They show the way from Molly's Osti. Three lengths away as Magic Hand, Tommy Hand, Modern Assassin can't win from Rich Hand. And Gypsy D. Lass, Carlisle Jack took over on the corner. He's got away. He's three in front of Mitmojo and Molly Zosti. Look at Jack go. Carlisle Jack wins the money. Carlisle Jack by four links to Mitmojo. Molly Zosti. Are the memories that was Paul Ambrosoli calling Carlisle Jack to victory in the 2002 Golden Easter Egg. And we're now joined by his trainer, Bobby Douglas. Bob, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, dear. That brought back memories. I actually got goosebumps listening to that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it did. 21 years ago. It must feel like yesterday still, though. Yeah, it does when you hear it on the radio like that. Yeah, it does. 
take yeah, us. Yeah, it, it was a great night. Take us back to some of your memories from that night. Uh, well, the, before the series, actually, I wasn't going to go. Um, I'd, I'd raced, uh, I think it was in the Bob Payne, and he played up really bad, which was out of character for him. He played up in the kennels, and um, I think it was before they had the radios in the kennels in them days. You could hear the lure all night. And, um, so I wasn't going to go, and a good friend of mine, Neil Brown, he rang me said, oh, you, you better have a think about it. And um, he actually rang Ronnie Arnold, and Ronnie Arnold rang me and talked me into going. So I was glad I listened to him. Um, but, yeah, it um, was a great night, and um, I sort of – it was a week to week. He drew bad the first week. Um, he drew box five, and I thought, oh, I think this is going to be a waste of time. And um, anyhow, he got through, and then he drew box five again. And I thought, oh, and the field was getting harder, naturally, because you're going through the series. And I thought, oh, oh, well, we made it to the second round. And he got through, and then he drew box four in the final. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, we're in it. We'll see what happens. And um, – I actually flew a mate of mine up from Melbourne. I used to handle him down here, Peter Frost. And uh, I flew Peter up to handle him in the final. And I stayed the last week in Sydney at um, Glenn Withers' place out at Cessnock. And um, so I flew Peter Frost up to handle him and uh, he got the chocolate. Uh, it was a great night. Yeah. I must admit this fellow was a little bit before my time. Um, but looking up his form, he won 34 races, made a stack of group race finals. Jeez, he must have given you one heck of a ride. Uh, he was he was a great dog. He um you know he had horrible draws uh, in most of his races. He went to Adelaide for the Adelaide Cup. He drew five five five. Um, he ran, I think he went second in the cup. Um, but yeah, he was a great dog and um, he was tough. You know, he was a proper group dog. He he put uh, just listening to that race there. He had a bump and duel with um, one of the dogs in the race, and um, that was the sort of dog he was. He was just he'd shoulder him, you know. Whereas the little bitch we got at the moment, she just hasn't got the weight to do that. She's tough, but she's um, he had the weight to do it, and um, he'd bullock. You know, he was a proper group dog. Yeah, absolutely. The dog you're talking of now, Baby JC, uh, you're aiming to make it two Golden Easter Egg wins. You're bringing her up for 2023's edition. Um, talk us through her, because she, as you say, she is a, a tough little girl herself. She's won 17 from 31, made multiple group finals. Do you think she's got what it takes to win an egg? Uh, well, it comes down to the draw and, and what's around you in the race. You know, she, she's definitely good enough. But, um, you know, when you get through to the final, you've got the eight, usually eight top dogs. So there's no room for error and you need that element of luck, you know, and unless you're an absolute freak that comes out every week in front, uh, which she doesn't, she can get it right, but she does get a bit toey and sometimes she misses the start. So the draw is critical and... Um, yeah, she's she's well and truly good enough. There's no doubt about it. in my mind. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be wasting my time bringing her up otherwise. She's made quite a few big race finals recently: the Australian Cup and the Horsham Cup um, down in Sandown. She's also made the Laurels. Yet to crack it for a big one, but the way she's racing at the moment really gives the impression she's reaching a peak and starting to figure it all out. Well, she's she's just she's been unlucky. She's had you know she drew three eights in three group races and she wants the red so. Um, she's run second in three, um, so she's doing her best, but she just she just hasn't had that that little bit of luck that she needs on the night. You know, she's racing. She'd been racing well enough, except by Horsham. She just got cleaned up at Horsham, but um, uh, once again off a bad draw. And um, so she, she's like all dogs. You need that little bit of luck to go your way in the big races. You know, so and that's what we only need that bit of luck. She's definitely good enough. And the good thing about her too is she's already seen plenty 
of Wentworth Park. Uh, she ran second in the Futurity behind Winger All Class. I think she's had three or four starts around there now. That should be perfect for her, given that she's had a few looks. And you'd really expect her to be getting around the 29.7, 29.6 mark, wouldn't you? Well, I was. I thought I expected it around 29.6 when she was in the Futurity, to be honest with you. I reckon she was running about five off her best for some reason. I don't know why. I couldn't find any injuries with her. But um, I was a little bit disappointed with a couple of her runs, um, especially after she, you know, she ran 29.90 something, getting beat the first start there, um, and didn't handle it. Um, and she was running 29.9s, handling it. I thought it was just, yeah, I, I don't know whether it was just we're starting out with her going to Sydney. She's, a, you know, she's a little bit more mature now. But um, no, she's, um, I think she's a 29.6 or better dog at Wendy. Yeah, absolutely. If she can get down to those sort of figures, she's going to be a live chance in the final. Um, I guess. Well, we've got to get there. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly right. Um, is there a box that you you obviously want the inside with her? Yeah, need inside. Yeah, she need she needs the inside. She's a railer, and um, she wants the closer to the fence, the better for us. Beautiful. Well, we're checking the website now. Still no fields for Wentworth Park. I reckon there's about 80 trainers out there that are desperately checking it over and over again. But Bobby Douglas, thanks for joining us on Going Greyhounds and best of luck through the series. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. That was Bob Douglas, who, of course, trained Carlisle Jack back in 2002 and is looking to go uh, uh, repeat the effort this year with Baby JC in the Golden Easter Egg series. A quick break and we'll be back with Jared Daffy, who has a good story about Baby JC. The English Easter Yearling Sale statistically provides the best opportunity for you to buy the best horses. So don't miss out on the 2023 renewal on April 3 and 4 at Riverside Stables. Catalogue available now. Visit english.com.au for more information. Brad Gray here with the latest market mover, skyracing.com.au. It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing cotton's. There's breaking news and insights. Plus, catch all your favourite shows and the latest podcasts on demand wherever you are. And the best part, it's 100% free. So, get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au. G'day, it's Costa here. Getting to know your neighbours is a lot like planting a garden. A bit of care and attention early on, then some regular nourishing can lead to beautiful results that last a lifetime. Connecting with your neighbours can be as simple as saying hello, stopping by for a cuppa or even organising a barbie. Sunday, March 26 is Neighbour Day. For more great tips on how to create belonging for yourself and others, just visit neighbourseveryday.org. This is an urgent call out to pet owners, the racing industry, farmers and rural communities. The Animal Justice Party want to stop you owning your pet. The Animal Justice Party and the Greens want to ban all three codes of racing. And the Animal Justice Party wants to introduce a new tax on animal products. This is so wrong and will devastate our rural communities. You can protect pet ownership, racing and farming at this election. Make your vote count and put the Animal Justice Party and the Greens last and second last. Written, spoken and authorised by Jay Hutchison Lang Warren. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. 
racing. Jay as Jay began on terms with them, pushing forward Cincinnati. Lana his special Cindy down the outside, but Jay as Jay punches up early. Cincinnati Lana special Cindy checked. Running into the back, Jay as Jay leads by two. Tomahawk Hayes over to second. Seven lengths away, third was special Cindy. Followed then by Cincinnati Lana zipping Moose. Well back was Angry Blizzard and special Cindy before the corner. Jay as Jay let go. Leads by seven, eight. Now nine into the straight over Tomahawk Hayes. Then special Cindy and Jay as Jay brilliant. Look at this time around 29.30. Second Tomahawk Hayes, third Cincinnati. That was Jay as Jay breaking his dad's track record up at Albion Park last Thursday night. And he now is heading down towards the Golden Easter Egg Series. We're joined by fellow Queenslander Jared Daffy, though, to have a chat about some of these leading contenders. Daff, good morning to you. Morning, Kat. He's a very, very good dog, JSJ. Uh, actually, the market didn't show him much respect. Uh, Tad put up $21 after that win, and that was quickly snapped up uh, before the market went down this morning. We're just waiting for the heats now. Uh, he was an $8. And you have a look back through his record. He ran 29.35 the other night, but up until then, he'd always been a little bit ordinary early. Uh, but he ran 5.54 the other night, and, and more importantly, he has been around Wentworth Park in around about 29.50. So he's well and truly in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those tracks I find with the interstate dogs, they either love it or they hate it. The the lower grills in the boxes, some dogs it just brings out. And obviously if he's going to be one of those dogs that can come down and and sharpen up that first section, there's not going to be too many dogs in the series that will go with him. It's a very good point you make. And, And I guess we've seen of recent times a couple of those uh, that fit into that category, respectability, super quick dog, but he just doesn't seem to handle uh, Wentworth Park at all, does he? Uh, JSJ, and, and of more recent times, Shipwreck. Shipwreck went round there from the pink box, I think it was, uh, in a free-for-all a few months ago. He's got no pace at all in Queensland, but he, he got the start right in a hot field and ran 29.52. So, yeah, they either love it or they loathe it, but um, fingers crossed JSJ can handle that uh, that class uh, that he's going to go against this week. You know, you've got, I guess you've only got to work your way through to the second week before you worry about the final, but he's a super quick pup. Last guess we had on was Bobby Douglas. He's bringing up baby JC for the Golden Easter Egg. Uh, I did say to the listeners that you've got a bit of a funny story because he tipped her in a maiden. She got beat. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, baby JC, I think it was her first start in a race in a maiden at Horsham over the short. Had box seven. I backed it at 350 or something like that started long odds on favorite and missed the start i think that was the last time it missed the start it's it's won everywhere since well traveled and he's been a good conditioner i didn't hear that interview cap but no doubt you would have went back to carlisle jack he was a really fast dog in the 90s uh with with an abundance of early pace and baby jc is a similar sort sort of greyhound now she missed the start in the horsham cup uh forget about that run finished down the track but her wins, and she's got a little bit of strength of, uh, in her last couple of wins, uh, a leader, but doesn't necessarily have to lead. She's been around Wentworth Park. She's won there, so she might be one that might open up at a decent quote uh, when these markets go back up after the heats are drawn. Yeah, she's run 29.90 around Wentworth Park. That's a personal best. She'd obviously have to shave a bit off that, but For sure. you look at her times around the meadows, I think she went through a period where she... She started out good and she never really started dropping the times like you normally see them do. But then coming through the Australian Cup Series, she got around that 
29-6 mark and I think a lot of people sort of really paid attention to her then thinking, yeah, she's she's the real deal, this girl. And it would be no surprise if she was to go 29-6 around money. I, I agree with that. And probably her form has been better at Sandown. Maybe the fact that she's had a lot more starts at Sandown early on in her career, and I mean, it's only five or six months ago, she is running around about that 29-30, 29-40 mark. But the thing with her is that explosive early pace. Now, some of that has disappeared, but given she's probably had a couple, well, she has had a couple of weeks off now since that Horsham Cup run, uh, we might see her fly the boxes there Saturday night. And the beauty with her is it doesn't really matter where she draws because she does have that early pace. Yeah, absolutely. I was speaking to Lisa Delbridge on Saturday night up at Dubbo. She said they're probably going to be bringing up a team of five. I would have thought one of their leading chances would be Elite Alex. He's been absolutely flying. He's a good dog, Elite Alex, and he's been winning from boxes where he probably shouldn't be winning from. Uh, he got the trail up the other night and ran around that 29-25 mark, I think it was, at Sandown. So, yeah, he's, he's hitting form at the right time. They know the type of dog that's uh, required to, to win at Wentworth Park and he does fit the bill because he's in terrific form. Another Victorian we were all really excited to see come up and trial at Wentworth Park last Saturday was Rejuvenate. Uh, I know I was driving out to Dubbo with Jason Lincoln and we both sort of were guessing what he was going to run and we said it would be no surprise just knowing what a freak the dog is that he could come out and run 29.30 or 29.40 at his first look mm. at the track. He went 30 and 30. Apparently he stumbled coming out of the boxes, but even still you would have expected the best part Gee, of the second uh, quicker. I didn't know that. must have been a massive stumble because I'd, I'd agree with what uh, yourself and Jason said. He's a 29, 30, 40 dog at worst. We've seen him zoom around those Victorian tracks uh and the, the thing about him as well, early on in his career, and he hasn't had a lot of starts, um, scintillating early pace. The last couple of starts, he sat off uh, off the lead and still been able to win and still been able to run fast times. But that time really would concern me. It seems to suggest something may be amiss. So uh, I, I guess um, if he takes his place in, uh, in the fields on Saturday night, all will be well, I would hope. But uh, that's rather disturbing, 30-30 on a track like that. Yeah, they did say this was before the meeting on Saturday. They did say that there was a deep harrow of the track, but I mean, um, okay. Zipping Whiskey came out and trialed before the meeting in forty-two ten. So uh, they said it that, couldn't have been too bad. Yeah, they said a fair bit of water was put on it after that trial session, but even still, you probably would have expected him to to break the thirty-second mark. Um, onto the locals, I guess. Uh, Showman Jack, Simply Limelight, Aglan Luai, Fascinate Mel. Uh, they'd be the obvious ones beside the ch besides the champ, she's a pearl who won there on Saturday night. Well, champ, I know she's going back to back, and and to be honest, I think she has lost a little bit of that zip early, but she seems to be getting stronger. But having said that, you saw what she did uh, out of the boxes in the Tamora Cup; she just exploded out uh, a little bit uh, ordinary early the other night. But she just keeps winning. She loves the track; that's a huge advantage, and there's no reason at all why. Uh, she won't go back to back, um, you know. And again, an advantage whereby you don't have to win the first week. It's not winners in, and that's it. Um, she'll be favourite, and rightly so. Uh, you mentioned uh, Aglan Luai. Well, he, he's improved out of sight of recent times, and another one who, who early on in his career it was all about the early pace, but he's got some strength as well now. What was the other one you mentioned? Uh, simply Limelight. Oh, oh, simply Limelight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no luck at all last start there, but some pretty quick wins. And, of course, um, uh, the one from last Saturday night, you saw him Showman win. Showman Jack. Yeah. Showman Jack. And what a great story it was. And, 
he didn't really show that early zip that uh, he'd been accustomed to at his earlier starts at Wentworth Park. But again, he's just showed his versatility. He's one over 600. He'll be coming back, but you just can't... I don't think you can put enough value on what it is the dogs that handle Wentworth Park and have been around there a lot more times than some of these others who have perhaps maybe trialled there once, Cat, and not recently, or only had the one or two starts there. That local knowledge is a huge plus, and he'll be big odds, Showman Jack, and I'm not quite sure whether he should be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's going to be a cracking series. We're still waiting on fields. I keep checking my emails. Nothing has come through yet. Me too. Me too. It's like Christmas Eve. (laughs) I know. Yeah, just on that, uh, those fields will be out very shortly, I would suggest. Now, um, it'll take a little bit of time. To do the overall market, you've got to, of course, have a look at the field and then uh, the possibility of them getting through. So it might take an hour or two before we've got the futures market up, but that'll be there and, of course, all of the heats for Saturday night. So stand by for those this afternoon. There's going to be plenty of activity, terrific heats. And it's going to be a big week around the country. Of course, the launching pad heats are on Thursday night. We've got the Shepparton Cup final as well and the Bundaberg Cup next Monday. It's going to be a big week of ground racing. What are you looking forward to most, Duff? Uh, I've always been a fan of the Shepparton Cup. I had a dog that ran second in the Shepparton Cup many, many moons ago, but Matt's Hope has drawn the pink there. He can draw a box, Matt's Hope, but I think he might be able to get across. But the launching pad, it, it, it's a race that's grown in stature now. Some of these dogs, now, there's a dog going around there in race three, heat three of the launching pad on uh, Thursday night called Big Energy. It's in the Green Oak Kennel. There's some enormous wraps on what each trial there. So uh, you're going to see some very, very good pups go around at Sandown on Thursday night as well. Nice precursor to uh, Easter egg night on Saturday night. Absolutely. And if you're highlighting one to look for in the Easter egg. I know it's a bit hard without the field stuff. Who are you most looking forward to seeing? Actually, I was looking before trying to find something to have a bet on. Um, there was, unfortunately, there was a lot of dogs in the market that uh, that either weren't going there or are engaged elsewhere. So they're obviously, uh, they've obviously been ruled out. But I could, I could think you could do, I know the, the big odds has gone JSJ, but I could entertain that, you know, the 9 or $10 mark because I know he's got the motor. He just needs a little bit of practice around the track. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be a massive week here in New South Wales. Duff, thanks for joining us and uh, best of luck if you're having a punt. I'll be having a punt. Thanks, Kat. That was Jared Duffy. Uh, just before we go, I got a quick email through from Michael Cowley. The Ground Racing New South Wales team are up at Cessnock this morning and they've just announced the track has completed its renovation up there. So Cessnock is good to go and will be reopening as a trial track along with Thelmere. That joins the announcement from last week that Lithgow has or will be receiving a $3 million renovation and they'll be holding 52 tab meetings a year to replace the Bathurst track. So plenty going on on and off the track here in New South Wales and that wraps us up for another week of Going Greyhounds. We'll be back with Dave Stanley after a break.